Hi, this is Corey Turner, and along with my wife Simone, we are the senior pastors of Numa Church. I wanted to thank you for listening to our podcast today. You're about to hear a message from one of our team that we pray builds your faith and empowers you to follow Jesus more closely. Enjoy the message. You've been part of Numa Church for so long. Absolutely. How, how many years have you been part of Numa uh, Church? I think. I joined the team in 2005. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's quite a while ago. So I remember seeing Pastor Leanne um, just around church. I think she was, remember her being in mission. I hear you're in IT. And then before I knew it, you were in Romania. (laughs) Were you inspired by Taken, obviously? Absolutely. (laughs) So tell us a bit, because you've... Now you literally, she's gone to the nations. Um, but I just remember doing a lot of local mission stuff uh, back in the Richmond AOG days, Bridge Church days. We were cleaning up at schools, cleaning up commission flats. Tell us some of the stuff you were doing before and locally and how that then led you to where you went. Yeah. So my heart has always, always been uh, for the marginalised. And... Um, Yeah, I had this awesome privilege to lead then Bridge Church uh, local mission and I was kept thinking, well, how can I get uh, our congregation to get involved? How can I create touch points for people? So um, we worked in the local community and found need in the local community and it's amazing what a big church can do or what any church can do. And I can remember um, we would talk to schools and talk about their needs and then we'd send 400 volunteers in on one weekend and just blitz the whole school, do something that they couldn't do. Um, But I can remember going into the Richmond Housing Estate because that was only like a block from where uh, we were in Richmond and uh, going into the community meetings there and they'd go, well, what are you doing here? You just want to evangelise everyone. And I said, no, we're, we're here to serve. And I served on that committee for a year or so and then I started hearing the gaps and the needs that they had and one of their needs was there was so much graffiti on the estate that people didn't feel safe in their own homes. And I went, I think our church can do something about that. So we arranged a community blitz and again we had 400 volunteers come in one weekend and get rid of all the graffiti on the entire estate, uh, which was amazing. And um, it was interesting because we did that a couple of years running and then the head of... um, of the governmental services that oversee the housing services said, do you think your church could go and uh, knock on all the doors and ask people if they want prayer? Um, Whereas at the start, they were like, what are you doing here? Um, And over a number of years, and then we were able to plant a church there. So it was amazing. That's so good. (laughs) Talk about impacting, influencing our local communities. It's been inspired by that. But I love that. That's where it started for you. You were in the corporate space before. You were in mission within church. And then now you've gone to the nations. Um, Just hearing what some of the stuff you mentioned on that video um, about sex trafficking. You know, I know you went out there. You started an organization, Abolition, which a lot of us know about rescuing women from, you know, sex trafficking and human trafficking. But... You would have gone through so much, but to now hear that you're now in a network of 260 plus, you know, 
other organizations that are doing the same thing. But to hear that you're in governmental organizations, influence, like how, how have you gone from just going to Romania, starting by yourself, to now you're, you're sitting on the table with prime ministers and MPs of different places. Like how, how has that come about for young Leanne Rhodes to be where you are now? I think it's pretty much God, <laughs> to be honest. Um, but it, it's like doing the same thing that I did in Richmond, sitting and listening and finding out the gaps and serving the communities. We can all do that. We can all, like, if, you know, we're a family at a kindergarten and, you know, help the needs of the kindergarten, help the needs of the school, help the needs of the sports club you're in. We can all find the gaps and, and find ways. Um, so, yeah, so that's uh, so exciting. So we had uh, an example of that was I was talking to the government in Romania and they had a need that they just didn't have enough funds, this is the government, didn't have enough funds to get all of their anti-trafficking coordinators together. And we said, well, we can do that. And we got them together um, from... Um, 14 different regions of Romania along with the chief of police for that region and we were able to change the legislation that um, survivors of trafficking fall through across the country. So, yeah, it's amazing what you get to do. That's so amazing. How just God opens up the doors, hey? Just being obedient step by step, opening up the doors. With COVID and the pandemic, how did that change things for you uh, when it comes to, you know, abolition or just training people on, on how to rescue people out? Yeah, so obviously um, we had, uh, in our networks, we had a whole lot of ministries that used to do outreach onto the streets, used to do outreach onto brothels, and of course they couldn't anymore. And uh, they were all wondering what was happening to these women, what were the traffickers doing to them, were they stuck in apartments with them, were they being kicked out and becoming homeless. Um, we could see online that... Um, ads for sexual services were going way up. We watched them in um, Romania and in the first three weeks they tripled. Uh, so we knew everything was moving online just as all our churches moved online, traffickers moved online too. But that posed a problem for all those 260 organisations because they didn't know how to do online stuff. Um, but I have an IT background right. and um, there are um, people that we connect with in the police in Romania that are security experts. So we got them together and we trained them on how to reach out online from a computer in their home and have all the security so that traffickers can't trace them back to their home because you've got to think about that and um, how to reach out to people online. And, um, and some of those women that they've reached to out online have started coming to church now um, and going, wow, you would pray for me? Why do you want to help me? That's so amazing. We could stand here for another two days, literally, <laughs> and hear story after story of what Pastor Leanne gets to be involved in, the honour and privilege that you have. But I encourage you, we've got um, global prayer calendars on our seats. you find in one of the months there in May, uh, as a church, we'll be dedicated to just pray for Pastor Leanne uh, and what she does is one of those things. But if you scan the QR code that's in there, you'll 
you'll get updates from what's happening. Uh, but just have a look at that. Let's be praying for Pastor Leanne and all our partners. You know, I would love to hear some great stories of transformation of some of the girls you dealt with. There'll be like crazy stories, like taken as nothing, right? Um, so Pastor Leanne will be here after this with Tonya Peters, who's our PR missions coordinator. Um, so have a chat. Have a chat to them. Connect with Pastor Leanne, and who knows, you might end up on a short mission trip hanging out with Pastor Leanne. So let's give Pastor Leanne a big thank you. Thank you. And um, we'll be praying um, for Pastor Leanne later on when Pastor Candice comes to do what's next. We'll definitely be praying for her. Let's just pray in this moment as we share the word and get into the word. Father, we thank you for what you're speaking to us in this moment. Lord, we thank you that we all get to play a part in Disciple the Nations, that it's not just for those that go overseas, those that are already there, but Lord, there's something in this for all of us. Lord, for these next few minutes, would you open our hearts even more for what you're wanting to do through each person that's here today when it comes to discipling the nations. Speak to us through your word. Thank you for what you've already spoken. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. We're going to go straight to Matthew 28. Go to Matthew 28, verse 16 to 20. You guys doing good? Matthew 28. We love this passage at Newman Church. Great to see so many new faces this morning. Matthew 28 says this. Now the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him. But some doubted. And Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. And behold, I'm with you always to the end of the age. This is the Great Commission. Why do I memorize that? Not to show off to you guys, but this is God's heart. This is God's heart that he's shared with us through Jesus Christ. This was Jesus' last command to his disciples. This was Jesus' last command to us. And we get to make this our first priority, to go to the nations, to make disciples where we are today. We are disciples, we are learners, we are students of our God. So God shares his heart with us through Jesus. Disciple the nations is on God's heart. It is on God's heart. It is God's dream. Habakkuk 2 verse 14 says this. For the earth, the whole earth, will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters covers the sea. The earth will be filled 
with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. This is God's heart. This is God's dream. God's heart is for all. A double L. His heart is for all. It's not just for us here at 96 Reserve Road, Bo Morris. God's heart is for all. Jesus is all. He gave us all for all. Jesus is all. He gave us all for all. He's given us everything in himself. It says in that verse that we just read that all authority, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Jesus, the Father, gave the Son, Jesus, everything he has into his hands. He gave him the authority. And then Jesus says to his disciples, says to us, now go and make disciples of nations, cities, nations. You know, that word all appears in that scripture four times. All. All authority has been given to him. And then he says, go and make disciples of all nations. And then he says, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. And then he says, behold, for I am with you always. That word always is derived from all. If you check the meaning of always in the Greek, you'll see that. It's actually the same as all. In the same way, we hear God's heart in John 3.16. For God so loved the world that whoever, that word whoever, means the same thing as all. Everyone, all. Jesus is all. He gave us all for all. Jesus is all-inclusive. All-inclusive. So our mission is to advance God's kingdom across the nations. Our mission is to advance God's kingdom across the nations. For nearly 100 years, this church, Numa Church, Richmond Temple, Richmond AOG, Bridge Church, Numa Church, were almost 100 years in 2025. For nearly 100 years, we've been sending out disciples of Jesus to cities, to nations, to go and make disciples of Jesus, to equip people, to lead people, to train in leadership development, humanitarian aid, all the things that we hear about. This has been the heart of this church for so many years. People like Pastor Leanne going to Romania, Vicky Williams Simpson, Brendan Roach, people like David Ratcliffe, who you know, people like Benny Hay, used to work in IT too, maybe it's an IT thing. He went out off to Africa, Children's Fortress Africa. But one of our very own, Sinead Van Lorenberg, she was here just only like in the last 18 months. End of 2021, she moved to Africa as an intern after having helped and assisted and led the youth here in this church with James. 
She went to be an intern at Children's Fortress in Kenya. God led her there. We sent her out. We prayed her out. And so last year, 2022, she completed her internship. And now she's in South Africa back at her home. And she's just getting trained up again in business and running business so that she can continue in the mission that God has called her to. So we've been on this for years. But God's been on it since the beginning. His mission has been to see people restored to relationship with him. And we get to partner with our God through Jesus Christ in advancing God's kingdom across the nations. See, our God, ah, our God, our church, it's not that we have a mission, but it's that God's mission has a church. God's mission has a church. This is a quote. The quote is, God's church doesn't have a mission. God's mission has a church. Our church is so gripped by God's heart. So gripped by God's heart for restoration of souls, of the lost, of people to come to know him. And we get to be a vehicle of his heart. So let's be gripped by his heart for nations, to disciple cities and nations. You know, a lot of us, We've all been here before. We ask this question. What's God's will for my life? What's God's will for my life? We want a specific blueprint. God, what's your will for my life? Anyone ever asked that question? But asking that question is like getting a flashlight, getting a torch, and looking for the sun in broad daylight. Where are you, sun? I got my torch. But it's like the sun isn't lost. Just as the sun isn't lost, God's will isn't lost. God's will is not lost. So we don't need to find God's will. We need to obey it. We need to obey God's will. 2 Peter 3.9 says that God's will is actually that none should perish. This is God's will, that none should perish, but that all should reach repentance. This is God's will, that all should reach repentance, that none should perish. And this is why Jesus has given us his all. This is why he's given us everything, so that no one should perish. And we need to play our part in seeing his will, in bringing his will. God has given you and I everything that we need to play our part in his will. First Peter, second Peter, one, three to four. Second Peter, it says, it starts with this. I won't read the whole thing. It says, his divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. His divine power has granted us all things that pertain to life and godliness. So we have everything we need to take part in what God has created us for, in seeing his mission accomplished. But unfortunately, too many believers are spiritually paralyzed because 
They're waiting. Waiting for a word from the Lord. Waiting for a sign. When God's already given us his word. He's already given it to us. He's given us so many verses in his word. I wonder how many verses are in the Bible. Anyone know how many verses are in the Bible? I don't know, but I'd love to know. But all I know is that there's more than enough. He's already given us his word. He's already revealed it. If you will obey God's revealed will, if you will obey God's revealed will, God will add his unrevealed will to you as you go. If you will obey his revealed will, it's revealed, it's there. He came to seek and save the lost. He doesn't want anyone to perish. Go and make disciples. I will be with you. But God, what's your will? Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Right? Matthew 6, 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. God, what's your will? Romans 12, verse 3. Do not be conformed any longer to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of the mind so that you may be able to test and approve his good, perfect, and pleasing will. He's revealed it. If you will obey God's revealed will, he will add to you his unrevealed will as you go. As you do what he's made plain and clear. Psalm 119, 105. It's like every week I end up saying this verse. Thy word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. He has given you and I. Man, I'm spitting even more today for some reason. He's given you and I everything we need to play our part in his will to carry out his heart. He gives us his presence. He's given us everything we need. He gives us his presence, his very presence. God only promises his abiding presence when we go to where he is going. God only promises his abiding presence to those who go to where he is going. What am I doing? Oh, this is not working out. Are you going where he's going? Lord, where do you want me to go? Let's go to where he's going. If your presence doesn't go with me, Lord, don't take me there. I don't want to go there. That's Moses' prayer. And God says, my presence will be with you. Rest in me. I am with you always to the very end of the age. I love that. He's given us everything that we need to take part in his will. I'm with you to the end of the age. Jesus didn't say, hey, I've got all the authority. You go. Here's what you need. There you go. You got the tools. You got the wisdom. Now go make those disciples. He said, ah, uh -uh. behold, because he knew it would freak out. 
When you go to Romania, I'll be with you. When you go to Africa, I'll be with you. When you go to the concourse, I'll be with you. Wherever he's sending you, he's saying, I'm actually with you. Behold, I'm with you to the end of the age. And it's for this very reason that Jesus gave us the Holy Spirit. He's given us the Holy Spirit, his presence. What does Acts 1.8 say? It says, and when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will receive power to be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the world, to the ends of the earth. That's nations. He's given us his power, his spirit, so we can go. John 12, 26 says, Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, my servant also will be. John 12, 26. So Jesus, God, our Father, he's given you and I everything we need to take part in seeing his dream fulfilled, in seeing his heart carried out on this earth. So what are you doing with the all? Jesus is all. He's given us all for all, for everyone. What are you doing with the authority? He's delegated his authority. We carry power. We carry the word. We carry his resource. But what are we doing with that all that's available to us? If you're like, I ain't got it, just ask for it. Right here, right now. Ask for help. He will give it to you. So God's heart is for the nations. It's about going beyond ourselves. His heart is massive. It's big. To see his kingdom advanced across the nations. What's on your heart? What's on your heart today? What are you asking for? If we're only asking for God to bless us with a nice house, with a nice car, with a pretty wife, pretty husband, or handsome husband, he can be pretty too. But if that's all we're asking for, whatever it is we're asking for, just know he's just like, come on, do you know my heart? Seek you first the kingdom of God. Do you know, I want to give you the things that you need, but there is more. Psalm chapter 2, verse 8 says, Ask of me. This is God. Ask of me and I will give you the nations. This is what's on his heart. Ask, ask of me and I will give you the nations as your inheritance, as your heritage, and the ends of the earth as your possession. So we've got to ask big because you just don't know where in the world you're going to end up. Oh, man, I would be shaking on the tables with the people you get to hang out with. But God gives you the confidence because he's with you. God prepares you. Man, I can't imagine knocking on doors, some of the doors you'd be knocking on and the things you see. But this is God's heart to send us to the nations. So what are you asking for? See, we've heard a lot today about disciple the nations. And this is not a separate thing to anything else that we talk about any other time. This is God's heart. Disciple the nations is part of our vision 
as a church. We get to partner with people that have the same heart. Some have come out of our church. Some have come out of other churches, but we are the same heart. And as we start to pray about the vision offering that's coming up end of this month, be praying you heard today, over 350,000 in the last year has gone towards Disciple the Nation. So whatever we get to hear from God to give generously to the vision offering, there'll be an allocation for Disciple the Nations. This is one of the parts that we can play. Disciple the Nations. We carry God's heart through Disciple the Nations. We all have a part to play. Let's all stand as we bring this to an end for now. Would we see in Yuma South, would we see missionaries come up out of Yuma South? There could be missionaries in here, missionaries in the making that will go overseas, that will go to uncharted territories. We want to see that. Would we be a part in identifying that gift in people, that passion in people? As we hear what we've heard today, could be one of your friends, someone you met, something needs to be unlocked. Hey, Nancy, that, that resonates with you, doesn't it? You're thinking, who's Nancy? She's not here today. Would we see missionaries rise up out of this place? But as we know this is God's heart, Numa South, would our heart be gripped by God's mission, disciple the nations? Would our heart grow for disciple the nations today as we've heard? Would God's heart be infused into us, His heart to fill our hearts for discipling the nations? What part? Will you play? Let's all close our eyes. Would we pray for the nations? Pray for the nations. There's so many people that have not been reached. And there's other religions that could overtake so much of the territory already gained. But so much of the territory that God has in store. But our prayer will shift things. Will you pray for the nations? Will you pray for the partners that we're partnering with? Let us be a church that prays for the nations. Will we be a people that give financially to the vision so that leaders in other nations could be equipped to extend and advance God's kingdom? so that people could be saved, so that people that are trained could be the hands and feet of Jesus. Would people from Numa South actually go? Go on short-term mission trips. Go and pioneer new partnerships, new programs. There's a part for all of us to play. Thank you for joining us for this message today. We don't assume that every person listening has a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And so today we invite you to begin following Jesus as your Lord and Saviour. The Bible teaches that every one of us has been created for a relationship with God. Sin has separated us from that relationship 
But God loved us so much that He gave us His one and only Son, Jesus Christ. Jesus lived, died and rose again, conquering sin, Satan and death itself. If we believe in our hearts that God has raised Jesus from the dead and we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, we will be saved. So if you are ready to pray in faith, turning away from your sin and believing in Jesus for your salvation, please pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God and I ask you to forgive me and cleanse my heart from all of my sin. I receive by faith the free gift of eternal life and I ask that you would fill me with the Holy Spirit. I thank you that I am born again as a child of God and that you have made me a new creation in Christ Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray, Amen. If you have prayed that prayer for the first time, we would love to know and help connect you to a local church in your area. You can contact us on our website, numa.church. Thank you for listening.